Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Kotaku Split Screen's coverage of E3 2017. My name is Kirk Hamilton. I'm editor-at-large at kotaku.com. I'm joined from LA by Kotaku's news editor, Jason Schreier. Hi, Jason. How's it going this morning? Hi, Kirk. So this was kind of a week E3 so far, and then Nintendo comes along and is like, fuck you all, Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> Here's a Metroid and Prime. Um, dominated. Yeah, I um, thought that. I mean, it was funny because it was literally a title screen. It was just yeah. Metroid Prime 4, but that was enough probably that's to all get, they needed yeah to get a lot of people to say oh nintendo won e3 that's it game over yeah yeah and i've always felt like the whole concept of winning or losing e3 is pretty dumb yeah but, i mean uh, yeah e3 def- uh, nintendo definitely came out and uh, uh put a bow on e3 and kind of saved us from what was sort of a dull conference from a new game announcement and spectacle perspective um nintendo just came around and delighted us all with mario and metroid and other cool stuff for switch they're very good at that i thought um the mm-hmm. it's it's funny because the i so i thought the nintendo press conference in general was this interesting mix of like let them saying look we're on top of shit i thought the metroid announcement was like cool because it was them saying okay zelda wasn't an anomaly like breath uh-huh. of the wild wasn't an anomaly breath of the wild was everything anyone could have wanted from a zelda game or at least a lot of people and then this mario game is coming and then they're saying and we're doing a metroid prime which is basically the kind of holy trinity or whatever like what people were really hoping for and so it kind of was them just signaling to everybody yeah we're not fucking this up yeah you know we are listening this right time. like it, so far the like, instincts have said switch is going to be good nintendo seemed to be saying yes you're correct in thinking that Okay, so I played Super Mario Odyssey, so I can talk about that a little bit. But yeah. First, let's just go through the press conference real okay. quick and go through all of their announcements. Great. Um, so it was there was Xenoblade Two, which I'm hoping is cool. Um, I'm <laughs> going you, to go talk to their devs. What did you think of the voice acting in that trailer? I had typical like British JRPG hammy, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. not the best, but the first one didn't have great voice acting either. Well, so I was right, and I was—I didn't play the first one, and I thought it was considering. I think literally the only JRPG, unless you count that Fire Emblem game, um, literally the only JRPG at an E3 press conference. Yes, and the most just JRPG, JRPG, like the huge sword and the girl in the skimpy armor and the anime shit and the combat and everything. I was like, okay, yep, yeah, this is the most JRPG, JRPG I've ever seen. So if you're yeah, going to have yeah, one yeah, JRPG at yeah. E3, it can be this one. I didn't love the first one, as you know. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the reasons was because the characters all sucked and had terrible voice acting and were just mm-hmm. uninteresting and dull. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping this one does things better. But we shall see. And actually, so the funny thing about that is that everyone had assumed it was going to get delayed out of 2017 when they announced it for 2017 yeah but they're still saying holiday 2017 um no specific date so there's still room for a delay right it seems like one of the big i mean i've been looking out at the switches sort of it looks like the switch has kind of one big exclusive for every month through october at least and it could be that then if they get xenoblade 2 in december or november that'll be that month's exclusive and that really Uh will mean that switch will get one big game every month which is pretty pretty cool 
Yeah, good point. Um, and then they announced a new Kirby game, which whatever just looked like a Kirby game. Yeah, um, though I don't know. I haven't. I've reviewed. I, I've edited Steven's reviews of like Planet Robobot, and that game sounded fucking awesome. Like from his review of it, Steven is a Kirby stand. Yeah, he's, but he described. It wasn't just him being like it's good. It was his description of the mechanics and the way the game is made made yeah. me think, oh, this sounds really neat, and I will totally play a new Kirby game on Switch. So fair. Excited enough. enough okay. about that. So that's 2018, so we'll be waiting a little yeah. while for that. Yeah. Then the Pokemon games guys came out. They said, um, we're making a core RPG Pokemon title for Nintendo Switch, but it won't be out. It might not be out for more than a year, they said. Yeah. So I don't think this is Stars. I don't think the Stars thing actually existed, huh. um, unless something changed. What is the Stars thing? Can you break that down? So Eurogamer reported uh, that there was a Pokemon Stars game, which is like the third game for Pokemon Sun and Moon, and mm-hmm. then that was coming to switch and then everyone expected that when they had the pokemon direct the other day but right. instead they announced ultra moon and ultra sun for 3ds mm-hmm. so as far as we know there is no switch pokemon version of sun and moon this sounds like it's something totally new but yeah, i don't if it's, know we'll if see. it's going to take that long you would have to assume it would be a different game yeah um and then metroid prime 4 came out just the logo <laughs> metroid prime um, it, it came out they released it it came out. Yeah, we've came got out. it. Downloading it, it to surprise. my Switch right now. Uh, then they announced that Yoshi game, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of a Paper Mario style Yoshi, which looked in, not an RPG. It looked like a, a, a typical like Yoshi action platforming game, yeah. but it looked like artistically, it looked like Paper Mario, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I what thought it was nice looking. I mean, it it gets to the point where there are sort of a lot of Nintendo side scrolling games, and they just sort of release a lot of these games, and they're they do kind of blend together like yeah i'm sort of still at the point where switch games just make me excited because i like the switch and i want it to have more games but i could see it reaching the point that you know the wii the wii u kind of did and the 3ds kind of did where it's like oh okay like another well-designed good nintendo side scroller that i'm not you Uh know super excited about just a total oversaturation Mm -hmm. yeah so that's coming 2018 also um, then they showed some Fire Emblem Warriors, which is whatever, another friggin' Warriors game. <laughs> then Zelda DLC was teased, so this Falls DLC was teased. Well, so first of all, DLC 1 is called The Master Trials. That's the stuff that we had talked about that they announced already. That's coming June 30th, which is very soon. Yeah, I'm, and I mean, I'm probably more excited about that than anything else that was in this, in this, uh, in this Direct, even though you know we already knew about it. I, I just yeah. want to play Zelda again, and I've been kind of waiting yeah. for that hard mode to drop, so... I will definitely be playing that on June 30th. And then, so the second DLC is called The Champion's Ballad, and they teased it, they were very vague, and I asked them yesterday if they could give more info, but um, they would not. It seems like it's a prequel, maybe, and maybe you play as the champions, but I don't know. Maybe it's set before the events, of, like 100 years before the world, and you play like the before time. Yeah. it's called The Champion's Ballad. I mean, given that they're, so they're releasing four Amiibo for the champions, and it just kind of yeah. looks like, you know, the like the, the Amiibo themselves are carrying the sort of iconic weapons that you play, you get in the game. So I'm guessing just based on that, if those, you know, if those characters are using those weapons, you don't have them. And that means uh-huh. that, yeah, maybe it's a prequel, which is interesting because there was stuff in Zelda that sort of set up a different game 
like a different story that would take place after the end of Zelda. Um, what was the stuff that set up? A, well, I don't want to get too into it since we talked about it on our spoiler cast, but I know some people still oh, okay. haven't finished the game. But I, I was sort of expecting something that would take place after the story of Zelda. Right. Sure, um, sure, sure. And sure. instead, this is a prequel. So that, you know... Uh, well, we don't know it's a prequel. They haven't really said. Like, they're not getting True. into specifics. In fact, they just sent out a press release. I'm going to go through this right now and see if uh, they put in any details on the Zelda DLC. Um, yeah, they just said the the second one, the Champions Ballad, arrives during the holiday season. No other details. Yeah, and given that the nature of life and death in the Zelda world can be pretty, you know, it's it's pretty fungible. Like, yeah. I, I feel like they, you know, they could come back or their spirits could arrive. Whatever, there could be a lot of ways that it's not technically. But the name, the Champions Ballad, makes me think like this is going to be the, framed around the dude telling a story of the champions, right. and then you go back in time. Yeah, Koss. Maybe Koss and his daughters will get together, and he'll sing a big song about them. I'm down. Exactly. Um, okay, a couple more things. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle was shown again. Uh, we talked about that yesterday. That's another big Switch game, August. Uh, Rocket League coming to Switch, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I think um, that'll be big. I mean, Rocket League is very Nintendo-y in a lot of ways yeah. already. Yeah, it's a perfect local multiplayer game. It is, and it just kind of has that, like, I've thought a lot about how ARMS feels sort of like, it's like a fighting game, but it puts you in the fight in a way that the side, like a, you know, 2D from the side fighting game doesn't. And Rocket League is basically a soccer game that puts you inside the soccer match in a way to an extent that, um, you know, like a, a regular like FIFA style soccer game doesn't. So they kind of, yeah. it's already has the certain Nintendo quality to it, just to the gameplay. And I think it'll be a really good, a really good fit and for then Switch. Final thing they showed was Mario Odyssey, which obviously looks incredible. Yeah. Um, what do you think of that trailer? <laughs> I thought it was, I mean, my favorite thing about it is that it was this amazing, this amazing jazz tune that sounds almost like it's almost like being in love, which is an old jazz standard with this lady yeah, singing. Yeah, they wrote and composed that just for this game. Oh yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> it was, um, it really like, it just had all of the kind of they have really good jazz orchestrators at Mario. Um, all the big uh-huh. band stuff in Mario Kart 8 is just really, really good and really well arranged. And this was just, it was so traditional and, and it just had all the like chord voicings you'd expect and the melody was just what you'd expect. And she's singing about, you know, Mario Odyssey and how fun Mario is. And I just, that was <laughs> cracking my shit up the entire the entire demo. The game looks great too. Yeah, the coolest thing about, so what's your Mario experience like? Did you play Mario Sunshine or 64 or any of the old 3D ones? I played, let's Oh, I've played them on and off. I played all the 3D Land, 3D World. I played a little bit of. I played a lot of like the Mario 64 and I don't know side-scrolling ones. I did not play either of the Galaxy games though. Okay. So those are those are big blind spots for me. Yeah, this is not like those. This is like Mario 64 and Sunshine in that mm-hmm. they provide you with a bunch of different sandboxes, different worlds, and you go to each one and you have to collect things within it. So the way that the structure is, it's actually really interesting. The way yeah. that Mario 64 and Sunshine are structured is that um, you'll have you have to go for stars or shines and you can visit the same mul- the world multiple times to do different challenges to get stars. So like in Mario 64 right. For example, the first world is like the big Babam planes, and so you can go in and do the look for the star that is killing the big Babam on top of the mountain, and that's the first one. And then you can go back in and go yeah. to the second star. So this is structured a little differently. So instead, there's a big area like New Donk City is one of them, and then you can find a bunch of what's called these power moons everywhere throughout it and you're not just exited from the world every time you find one you can just keep exploring so you could find a whole bunch of them Mm 
-hmm. And it seems like they're more common than the stars or the shines. And the goal is to just get as many as possible. And they're just hidden through these secret areas. And they're all sorts of... They mentioned, when I was talking to the developers, they mentioned the word density. And that seems to be the watchword here. It's like these dense levels that are just full of secrets and power moons. Nice. It seems really cool. And then, so the big core mechanic is throwing your hat. And so you can use that as a boomerang. It feels like a Zelda boomerang. Uh, You can kind of manipulate it with the motion controls. You can send it spinning around your body in a circle. And then you can throw it at things to take over in their bodies. Uh And that's why in the trailer you see them, you see him controlling like a Goomba and a taxi cab and a dinosaur. And a bullet bill and like, yeah, all of these. Yeah. So I did that. (laughs) Did you go into a human being? Yeah, I did. So, okay. So first of all, the demos I played, one was in the desert and one was in New Donk City. Mm -hmm. For New Donk City, I could go and find a human being to control, but I couldn't walk around as him. Instead, when you control him, you wind up playing this mini game because he's like standing in the street and driving a remote control car around. Mm. And so I took him over and then I got to drive the remote control car around. But mm. I didn't get to like walk around as human human uh, version of Mario. Yeah, that's too bad. But and then so in the desert area, I controlled a bullet bill, and that's basically like you're just a bullet and you're moving fast and you if you hit into something you will explode (laughs) um it's what you would expect and man so these are all replacing the traditional power-ups so while i'm sure there's some sort of like fire flower or star or cape or whatever maybe in the form of objects you can control this is replacing that whole concept which is really interesting that is interesting i feel like that's almost like a mechanic that we saw in that game stacking forever ago like the idea that you're transforming yourself into the power-up um, uh-huh. by like becoming it and then going back to being yourself and using that to kind of change your identity and shift through level, I think is a really cool idea. That was a really cool idea in that game. And it looked great. I mean, the trailer was just this hilarious montage basically of, you know, Mario becoming all these different things, uh, which which looked wild and very un- unlike, you know, any other Mario game that I've played anyway. Yeah, I mean, I and it's just a lot of fun to play. The controls take some getting used to because so much of it is motion controlled. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually not sure how it's going to work when you're playing it portably. Mm-hmm. I assume that there are button presses for everything and you don't have to keep like moving the switch around. But Hopefully. Uh, yeah, and then the other thing that we haven't even talked about is that you can play this portably. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, that's amazing. <laughs> well, it's ridiculous. Really, right, it's really the thing on, like the icing on the cake for every single Switch game that they announce from now until yeah. forever is, oh yeah, also you can just play it anywhere. You can take it with you on a plane or on the bus and just play it. It's really incredible. Man, this system is just so good. Like Xenoblade 2, I think I might enjoy it. One of the reasons that Xenoblade 1 really, like, I wasn't high on it was because I had to play it on a TV with a controller, with a shitty Wii controller, and Mm -hmm. like, uh, SD graphics on an HD TV that looked like garbage. Yeah. Um, and also it was just so long and I wanted it to be able to play it on the go. So Xenoblade 2, being able to play it out on the go, all these games is just, yeah, it's just incredible the way that Nintendo has set this up. Um, so more things on Mario is... So yeah, so you collect these power moons and then you can use them to fuel your ship, the Odyssey, which is the big hat-shaped rocket ship. And then there were all these cool things I did while I was playing around. Like, so um, you can use your hat to control this kind of... You can use your hat to manipulate with everything. So you'll find objects that will let you move around the environment more easily. So Mm -hmm. for example, I found this kind of flicker thing where if you throw your hat at it, you will take control at it and then you can hold the joystick back to send yourself flying and like flick yourself up or like in oh, any direction yeah. i think i so saw that in the I trailer did, 
yeah, it looks really cool. And so what I did was I climbed, I like made my way to the top of one of the skyscrapers and then used the flicker to fly to like an island that was in the distance and got there and got a power moon there and then like uh, uh, was able to get back. And it was just a lot of cool stuff. Man. I found Captain Toad on a girder somewhere in New Donk City. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, the one thing that I think is throwing me off is that in New Donk City, at least, since it's very vertical and Mario does not have a power glider the way that Link does and uh -huh. Mario cannot climb things the way that Link does, I felt like I wasn't as free, mo like uh, the, the motion, the, the yeah. amount of movement you can do isn't quite uh, Breath of the Wild mm -hmm. style. Um, I actually asked them if they felt any pressure because I talked to Koizumi, who's the producer of the Switch and this game, and Motokura, who is the director of this game. Uh -huh. uh, I spoke to them yesterday in a Q&A with some other press, and I asked them if they felt pressured um, <laughs> after having released the best Zelda game ever, <laughs> if, uh, if they felt pressured to live up to that standard. And Motokura said he doesn't feel nervous about it, uh, and he thinks the more games are better. And then Koizumi said, they're both my cute little children, and I want them both to succeed and become number one um That's so good. yeah so so fun times um this is super ambitious it's they want to take this game to all sorts of worlds and give mario all sorts of things to do it feels like it's i don't we can't say whether it will be as groundbreaking and incredible as breath of the wild will be but it's definitely got as ambitious inclinations mm -hmm. as breath of the wild did for zelda that is super exciting to hear. I mean, one more, like, Zelda was already such an amazing game that I'll be playing for so long. This sounds like a game that people will be playing for a really long time as well, and just there's yep. so much in it that it'll give a ton. And, like, two of those games for Switch in one year is very cool and very good for Nintendo. Yeah, one other thing is that even though it seems like it's single-player only, I asked about multiplayer, and uh, Koizumi said, since this is a Switch and it does have two controllers, it's very easy to imagine handing one to another person. So there probably will be multiplayer of some sort. Mm -hmm. That we'll see. And there was like that kind of creative cool multiplayer in Galaxy, right? Where one player could be yeah, the star yeah. that kind of flew. Maybe they'll do something like that. That'd be cool. Yep. So there was also a 3DS uh, Metroid game, right? There was like a game that was announced outside of, this, outside yep. of the mainstream. That yep. sounds cool. I actually missed that on the stream, but you watched it. Uh, does, that looks good? Yeah. So it's a 3DS game. It's called Metroid uh, Samus Returns, and it's a remake of... Metro uh, Metroid 2 for Game Boy, which I have never played, mm -hmm. um, but people dug. It's uh, it's a side-scroller. It's made by Mercury Steam, the studio behind Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Oh, okay. Um, I played a Metroid game on on the Game Boy, and it might have been Metroid 2 for Game Boy. That was one of the like main Metroid games that I've played, the side-scrollers. So I wonder if it's the same game that I played a million years ago when I had a Game be, Boy. yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, man, it's so funny that, like, after all these years of Metroid fans waiting for something and getting stuck with garbage like <laughs> Other M and Federation Force, now it's suddenly like, okay, you get a 3D Metroid and a 2D Metroid. Yeah, well, both <laughs> announced at the same EP. Yeah, no, it's very good. It's exactly what people wanted. I mm -hmm. mean, this is just a perfect combination. And, man, what an impressive showcase from Nintendo. Um, so I am about to go to the show floor and play more Nintendo games. I don't nice. know what's going to be there, um, but I'm excited to check things out. Nice. That'll be a good. Did you, so some closing thoughts. Were you at all bummed that there was no more talk of the virtual console at their, at their presentation? I didn't expect that. I, I was kind of hoping for a Mother 3 surprise, um, which I guess is just never going to happen at this point, despite, I mean, it, it doesn't, it hurts that there are all these, like, there are a lot of Nintendo rumor mongers, and I think a lot of them just are just getting stuff wrong a lot. Yeah. Um, 
and Mother 3 was one of those things that was propagated for a while. And uh, yeah, I think that's people's expectations are getting set a little too high by that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, it, it, it seems like this was sort of an E3, despite all of the low energy press conferences. It seemed like this was an E3 where a couple of things that no one ever thought would happen happened, like mm-hmm. Beyond Good and yes. Evil 2 happened, Metroid Prime 4 happened. So if Mother 3 was going to happen... You know, it could have it could have been at this uh, at this E three, but I guess not. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is a good point. I guess <laughs> Metroid Prime Four and Mother Three can't be in the same conference. That would that just would be just too be, much. Yeah, yeah the entire just internet would explode. The entire um, internet would die. Yeah. So uh, Mario, man, I can't wait till October. October is going to be ridiculous. By the yeah, way, yeah, no kidding. Uh, pretty much every game announced in the past couple of days was for October. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, at, at one point I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll be able to play everything, and now I'm starting to kind of do the math, and no, um, maybe someone will delay out to November, delay a couple weeks. I hope so, but yeah, it's like this, South Park, Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein, Evil Within, um, Shadow of War, it's yeah, just all for October. Ridiculous. Maybe some people will pull a Destiny and move their release date up okay, oh. <laughs> a little bit so that it comes out earlier. Uh, uh-huh. I would be I'd be fine with that, too. Okay, so I'm going to make my way to the show floor, and we will be back again tomorrow to talk about the things I saw on day one of E3 and maybe even throw in some interviews. Yeah, we'll be back then. Have fun at E3 today, Jason. Cool, we will do. See you, Kirk.